This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back to the Brad Foe Show. It's a Who Says No with a full gang minus Rob because he's going to be traveling out for this Red Sox away trip. But the Red Sox just finished up their homestead on a positive note after starting things on what was back to us saying that they are the mid Sox. I still think they're hovering around that mid Sox, but they cap off a... Mariners series win and on a high note, would you guys say? I, I that was a pretty decisive win to cap it off. Uh, the night before winning 9 4, tonight winning 12 to 3. 12 to, 12 3. to 3. Yeah, did I get that right? Yeah, I, I, yeah I'll be honest. I tuned away and I started watching the Celtics as soon as that got started because that Red Sox game was over. Yeah. I the bats showed up tonight, they were looking like how they were looking before that Cardinals series. I'm feeling good still. I don't know where you guys are sitting. We now, we're going to tease this. We're going to get to it eventually. We now kind of know what the pitching staff is going to look like for maybe the next month, I'd say, uh, before we start getting more guys back from the IL. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, oh, we're holding. That may not be true. Okay. Because once Whitlock comes back, you're right back in the same spot. You got, and he's coming back. He's making one more start in AAA on Sunday, and then he's back, and then you're right back up to six starters. They're going to have to make another decision. Okay, so I was feeling good, and when I'm feeling good, do you know what I'm yelling? McFarlane. Oh, true, true, true. There we go, baby. Pat? What? Would it be? Would it be a company I, man? Would I it be a company so man? McFarlane, so this, this podcast Pat, is powered tonight? by McFarlane. Gordo going to Seattle possibly will be powered by McFarland. Who knows? Oh, it's happening. We're going to be we, filling everyone, those engines with McFarland. Um, we all know the Celtics could use some McFarland energy. Tonight. Yeah, that, that was bad. That was bad showing last night. That's why we're not going to be talking. This is a Red Sox podcast, sir. We're not Sox talking about the tonight. shooty Sox hoops. had the energy. Sox had the energy. Sox were feeling that McFarland stuff. Uh, but as you just brought up, Gordo, as great as we might be feeling coming off of this series, there's things to consider. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to just start right with the Pavetta stuff? Cora made his yeah. decision uh, after tonight's game. Um, and it was kind of already, I think, leaning that way. He had mentioned beforehand, I believe yesterday or uh, two days ago on Wednesday, he had made he had alluded to like his role as a utility player and how he just had to bite the bullet um and like just be a company man and do whatever needs to be done to get the win uh to last night Cora makes the decision uh pavetta is going to be heading to the pen uh pavetta when asked he's giving that same company line now he's going to do whatever he can to help this team i guess who says no to that are you are you buying his his emotions on that that he's just kind of like all right this is where i am now uh, or do you think he's got a little fire under him to get back into that starting role, if that is still a possibility I mean, for him? Doesn't matter. 
I, I don't think it matters. I mean, he's, he was, he was his <laughs> yeah, he has no decision. ERA at 6.3 now as a starter. Um, he really doesn't have a choice. Either he's a company man and does what the team needs him to do, or he, see ya. I mean, there's he's he's out of options, so he better be a company man. Yeah, no, I think it would be one thing if this is kind of out of the blue, and then he kind of voiced, like, yo, yeah, like, he'll do what's good for the team. He's been very adamant since spring training that he would not be open to relieving. And now all of a sudden, I, I don't think there was a sudden change of heart that that quick. And I think that, that he, maybe Cora told him there's a way that, Oh, like guy goes down, like you're first in line, whatever. Like, cause I mean, the rotation has been healthy all year, but if this is the, like, this is the end game, Pavetta out of the pen. I, I think we, we might even trade before the deadline. If he is there that long, he might like genuinely force his way out. If he hates, if he just, as he said months prior, if he hates it that much, that might be the only option. We well, here's the thing: is he's he can hate it all he wants, but if he doesn't perform, like he's not going to get a starting spot on the Red Sox or any other team. So he like he may hate it. He I'm sure he hates it. He said he would hate it like a week ago. Oh, he but, said that he can't understand it. There's a difference yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. What can't you understand, <laughs> man? What are you to, not understanding? Yeah. He's going to have to perform there if he wants if he wants an opportunity to start for the Red Sox. Like cuz if he's not performing there and he's not stretched out all the way and Cutter's not stretched out of the way but Cutter's performing, if guys go down like why is Cutter not going to get that opportunity? So Pavetta's going to have to perform like whether he wants an opportunity here or if he wants to get traded, like if he posts a 6 whatever ERA he has, like that's just he's not going to get what he wants. So he's going to have to pitch. He's going to have to pitch well. He might cut that ERA in half now that we're saying, you know, trade Pavetta because our track history me? with, you know, saying guys need a change of scenery um, doesn't really work out. But, I mean, it works out for the Red Sox favor. Um, what do you think? I mean, what, what team would actually want to... It would have to be a trade. I can't see them just, like, cutting ties with Pavetta. That's way too much to, like lose on that especially after what just happened with brazier like at some point you need to start getting return on these guys that aren't working out i he might turn into i mean like say what a month down the road how much of a leash are you giving pavetta in that pen not i mean that's a tough question um it, it depends on where the team's at as well like if the team is just like melting down a month from now you give him a little bit of a longer leash because he's under contract but I mean, this I don't see this team having that type of yeah, meltdown. Yeah, me neither. Like, even with, like, our concerns about the pitching, yeah. it, if anything, like we just said, like, you're going to start having guys come back, and the, the biggest issue is figuring out what guys are better to have in that if, spot. If he's not having success in the bullpen, people, people will laugh at this. I really do think they could get something for him in a trade. It's not going to be anything crazy, but a team like Oakland, who in a vacuum would love to trade maybe a relief pitcher or a bench piece or a minor leaguer for a starting pitcher, sure, they do that. Tampa Bay would probably give you something small um, to work with him. I mean, he's got a decent fastball, nasty curveball. There's stuff to work with. He's got that crazy good extension. I know teams are looking at that now. Extension rate, he's like 90th percentile or something like that. I don't know what that means, but teams love it. So I think you could get something for him, but it's not going to be crazy. That extension, that's like that's like 
yeah. how far forward you're throwing yeah. the ball. Like Whitlock throws the ball really close to the plate. He's got that really long. Really like, you know who else? Yeah. Uh, Winkowski. He's always Winkowski had, had the biggest increase yes. in extension. It biggest or like second biggest. He's up there um, in extension. So kind of like it must do something. It must be useful. I mean, you're closer to the hitter, but Pavetta has that going for him. So <laughs> that's how much we're <laughs> that's how much we're reaching to try to find uh, extract value out of this guy with his 6.3 ERA. No, but I think you're right. I think you're right, though. I think he's got another year of control. I mean, the Red Sox, when they traded for him, it was a similar situation in Philadelphia. They wanted to put him in the pen. He didn't. He wasn't open to it. They worked with him in the minors a little bit, ended up dealing him to the Red Sox, who and the Red Sox worked with him in the minors and got him to the point where they felt comfortable bringing him back up. Like, obviously, no more options. So, like, you'd be working with him at the big league level. But I'm sure there's teams, you know, he's always before, I guess before now, he was kind of an analytics darling. Like, all those all those teams were interested in him and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I think there there is a team somewhere that, that would take him. And that would actually be interesting for the Red Sox at the deadline because that would be a way to give themselves some wiggle room to add some salary if they could get a team to take Pavetta. And then it obviously would free up money next year. I mean, obviously you could just non-tender him in the in the off season if you wanted to do that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a million different options you could take with him, and like I'm sure they are going to try him out in like several different bullpen roles just to see if you can get any value from him there. Like, hopefully you strike gold, and he's the next Josh Minkowski. But I mean, that's that's a not. I don't think it's a likely outcome. But I know yeah, a lot of people I, are a lot more optimistic than I am there. I think San Diego makes sense too. I feel like I think their four and five stars are both relievers already. I think Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo are their two back end starters. Yeah. So like another flyer on a guy like that, but who is actually thrown starting innings for a and bottom of the organization prospect. I don't think San Diego would mind taking that risk at all. But if you can get anything for him, it's a win. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm so sick. Yeah. It's the attitude yep. for me that does it. Like the poutiness and everything. I can't stand that. It, it's like you're so fortunate to be a major league baseball player and to be playing for the Red Sox too. I know I'm biased, but like you're at Fenway Park half the season. Like stop pouting, man. I would kill to be in that guy's position. I'm sure all of us would. And he's like acting like his life is oh, oh, oh. and of course we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him, but. Baseball wise, it's just frustrating. Like, man, go to the bullpen, be happy about it, pitch well, and we'll all love you again, like we did in twenty twenty one. So, please, do you? I mean, like, but like, that's the thing is, do you think that's a product of like since twenty twenty one now? Like, he now has no really like sustainable life in baseball, where like he's really like ambiguous when it comes to his role of like I don't know where I actually belong. So when it comes to that contract part of my life. And teams are kind of like, well, we don't really know where you belong either, so we don't want to give you a whole Ooh. lot of money. Like, I get where he's coming from in that sense. Find a niche. But it's also like, hey, you're not, you're, you're, yeah, but it, it, and to that point, it's kind of like, well, if you wind up on a successful team and like when you're in this whole floating, like back between like the starting position and the bullpen position, you've now been to the playoffs. If they make it to the playoffs this year, he can now say, I've been to the playoffs mm-hmm. twice from that role. So it's just kind of like, well, how am I going to be paid? Well, I'm going to be paid being the utility guy that you can put in any slot and be exactly like you can rely on me. So like that, that, like that is the thing. It's just like you have to look at it as what's going to be the positive in the situation. Where I think are we? Are we just his? 
therapists yeah. now? Is that what we're we just did? therapists. Yeah. We're Pavetta I hope this therapists. is what they're telling them. Well, then, going off what Coop was just saying, is like there is value in being like that expandable option. Zach Eflin came out of the bullpen for the Phillies in the playoffs last year. He just got a 30, whatever it was, $8 million contract. Multi year, too. Yeah. Security as well. Wait. It's like, what, yeah. what gets paid more? Yeah. A starter with a six ERA or a very good reliever? Not even very good, just a solid Matt, reliever who can go multiple innings. It's a no brainer. Another example out of Philadelphia, Matt Strom right now. Like, Matt Strom was tested at like the starting yeah. position. He's been in the bullpen position. Very nice guy to the Bradfoe show. So he would throw him love. We're glad that he got paid by Dombrowski. Um, it's just like there is. Joe like, Kelly. I think Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. Yeah, between like being like long relief. Joe Kelly's and like a great example. Yeah, he went from actually. a starter. He he didn't necessarily. No, want I'm to sure go he didn't. Bank. He was a yeah. like a highly but, touted starter for a while. Didn't work out. Went to the bullpen. Had success and got multiple contracts out of it. And he's still going. He got he, two rings. Right. He's got two rings out of it. He he consistently reinvents like his pitching style every off season just to make sure that he gets paid. So like that is like. That is just what baseball is now, especially with analytics. Is just like, what can I do to maximize my efficiency for this team and also maximize my profit mm-hmm. while playing for this team? So I maybe that is a trend. Like maybe Pavetta is like the first, not casualty, but first like experiment of this is what's going to be going on with players and like players. Some players need to accept mm-hmm. that role. Like, I mean you don't see guys going complete games anymore. Like Waka going seven shutout innings, complete or like perfect. inning. it was seven. Perfect. Correct? Last year. Yeah. Seven. Perfect. Yeah. Like, no, this the other day. Oh, are you talking about, he did it like two days ago. Yeah. 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 I think it was seven. Perfect. Yeah. Got broken up in the like seven. Per- like perfect is off. Obviously like the feet in it, but like just going seven innings is, kind of a feat in its own now like you don't have those guys anymore that can go the distance just because that is where the game is going you want guys that can just get through like two two times through the order fast and then you do rely on those bullpen pieces so like pavetta like bitching it it doesn't make sense like just accept your role good segue yeah yeah i'd like can i pose a question to everyone you you, you're talking about um I just want to. I want to move on from Pavetta, if that's okay with everyone, because I have a. Uh, I'm fine. I feel like we've 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 covered yeah, Pavetta pretty well. Um, so, different situation. Tanner Houck. I'm uh, I'm pretty torn. I think I know which way I'm leaning. Starter reliever, at least for this year. But like, interesting situation, man, with that guy, because he's unhittable for three innings, and then usually it unravels. Yeah. And we, uh, about a month ago, we had brought up how can like kind of like what the question. We have flip-flopped a lot. Right, yeah. so. I'm still, <laughs> I, I'm still staying firm on where I stand on this. I, I know how I answered last time, uh, but Gordo, I'm curious where, 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 you where at, your Coop? head is at right now. Yeah. Where I'm at. How to the bullpen, okay. baby. When he's in the bullpen, he dominates. Like he. That's the thing. Like I, it's not that I don't want him starting because I think he can develop into a good starter. It's just the role that he's really good at is being able to eat up like two innings in that pen and really bridge that gap of like I was just saying. The starter is not the starter anymore. So if you get to the fifth inning, you bring in Hauk, he can get you to the seventh, that, like clean that as role's can be. Valuable. 
That's all I want. I that's all that's a valuable I want. role, right? Coop? Like, that is so big for this right? team. That's right a now. valuable role. Two innings out of the bullpen. You listening, Pavetta? Valuable role. Very <laughs> valuable. That's hey, we value yeah. you. We hey, you belong to us. Hey, if he can throw two good innings out of the pen consistently, we will value you. Like, come on. Gordo, we love that. Yeah, like, Gordo, Gordo will start campaigning for you to go to the All-Star game. That's how Coop, much we we'll value Do you it. remember? We were like a week and a half into the season, and it was when we were on the radio, and, and Rob asked me, who's like, who, are you, who have you been most impressed with so far? And I said Josh Winkowski. And it was just from him doing that role. So, like, come on. If Nick, Nick Pavetta, I will give you, you love on this show. Nick? You hear that, if, Nick? Yeah, come on. If you, if you can throw me two good innings out of the pen every few days, I will give you some serious love. You want that Gordo love, Pavetta? You go to the bullpen, you succeed. You won't get the starter contract, but hey, you'll get our love, you'll get baby. That Gordo love. You'll get that, That's you'll priceless. Get that sweet, sweet Bradfo who says no <laughs> Pat love. Pat looks freaked out. <laughs> Pat, where do you stand on this? Where, what do you want from Hauk? No, I agree. I think that there's been enough trial and error in a sense where he, at this point in time, he's more valuable out of the bullpen to go two, three shutdown innings. I mean, we saw it in 21. He came out of the pen in 2021. He piggybacked Sale, one of the games where he got blown up. It went like three or four shutout. Like, Talking that's about the playoff game? Yeah, yeah the 2021 yeah. LDS. Yeah. Like, it's invaluable. Like, if you have a starter who gets shelled, it's so it's good to know that you can hold a plug early and still get meaningful innings out of one of your relievers for whether it be two or three, mm-hmm. four innings. And I think Hauk is like, hold up. Do you want to kill a starter? Yes. You're pulling the plug on a star. Dude, that's messed up. Are you listening? Corey Kluber? <laughs> oh Ooh. my God. Like, to be fair, he's the closest to that situation. Yeah, um, no, I definitely is. But no, that makes sense because like, is I think we all agree. This is where baseball is going. I'm gonna differ from you. Yeah. Guys. Well, I think Gordo and I are what the we same. Need. I was getting kind yeah. of bored on the same here. Page, I'll be we can all agree. Let's bring Let's it home, it. baby. All right, Sammy. I know you're gonna agree with this point. And Coop, you said you think Tanner Houck can develop into a good starter. I yes, I you do. Can't you can't develop Tanner Houck into being a good starter without letting him work through these kinks and letting him start. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that important games and games in September are going to roll around and you're going to be throwing Hauk trying to get him through that third time through the order when he's still getting shelled. Like, no, we're not saying that, but there are examples of guys who were dominant relievers and couldn't quite get through that second or third time through the order. The Astros had a couple in, in Christian Javier and Jose Arquiti that have both developed into Javier is like elite now and Arquiti's really good. You got to give him time to work through these things. I think one thing I would try, Ian Cundell said this on Twitter first, and it, it got some traction. I actually agree with it. It's to try to start the game with an opener. Get get how going in like the third inning against the bottom of the order first. Maybe he can work four or five innings there. And if you've gone with the opener for two, now you're not yanking Hauk in like the middle of the fifth inning with two guys on base. You're yanking him in the seventh inning and you can decide at that point like are we going to our chris martin are we going like to the back end of the bullpen because now you're not stuck in the fifth inning needing to figure out how you're going to get out of a jam and eat the sixth inning and then close out a game the stuff is there like he he flat out 
dominates the first time. How good time was he against order. Seattle? The, like, that, those first few innings. He was untouchable. Oh they couldn't touch God. him. And then it just unravels. Like, I I really it's it's hard because like it really does unravel and it, and it seems to happen Fast. every single time. But yeah, and, and really quickly. But it's just it feels like it's just one little thing. And if he can figure out may, maybe it's working more with, with those third mm-hmm. and fourth pitches, but it just it feels like he is so close. And if he just jumps over this hurdle, we could have a really good starter here. And I just feel like going two innings out of the pen with him, even though two innings is valuable, it's just it's cutting him short on his potential. That's how so, I feel about it. I agree with that. Uh, that like it, maybe I in like I don't know how to develop a pitcher. I I'm just some schmuck spe- uh, speaking into like a mic. Um, but I feel like you can work like in and out. Like building, like building, I get like, yeah, like into out, like where you're building more innings into him, where eventually maybe he's hitting like three innings, like relief, and maybe you're getting him up to four. And when you're comfortable with him, like if he shows up that and that, like, you know, Kluber bottoms out after two, you put him in, in that third inning and he's able to like ride you all the way out into the eighth mm-hmm maybe that's like the turning point. I'm just like, all right, well now it's time to bring him back into that starting position. Cause he can show that he can eat more than four innings, uh, in appearance. Like that's what you want. I would say that's the barometer. My other thing too is Gorda, you said like he has the stuff to be like a disgusting starter. It's about whatever. Two people came to mind when you said that Andrew Miller, I remember people were like, he has the stuff he's going to build, whatever. The second he went to a reliever, he was a several-time All-Star, like World World Series, maybe World Series champ, but like the top three reliever in baseball. And then the other one was friend of the program, mm-hmm. Joe Kelly. Joe is yeah. the same way. He he had the hundred mile an hour fastball. He had the sinker. He had the good uh, slider. Like some guys have the stuff and can't clear that hurdle. And I'm not saying how can't. What is it? bad to start the transition early where he does become that's two three inning reliever that can just shut shit down i have a take on that um to what you just said pat the way i look at it and i'm i'm staying firm on this like i've said from day one i don't think this is a world series team i think it would be awesome if they made the playoffs and i think they have a real chance but just with the rotation i don't see them making a real run at the world series so when you say is it bad to start the transition early no, it's not. But why are you starting the transition early? He's only started eight games this year. I believe he has 27 major league starts since 2020. That's not that much. I think people think he's started a lot more than he actually has because he's pitched more innings than um, than said. doesn't make any sense. But he hasn't started that much. The way I'm looking at it is there's no reason to rush him. It would be great if he was a weapon out of the bullpen, but that's an evergreen thing. They could do that anytime. It's not like he's going to lose the ability to become a reliever. And what if after the All-Star game, something Including clicked. in September if they're competing. Say it again? Inclu- like they could they could put him in the pen in September if they're competing and he's not really getting it done. Like Just because you're starting him now and through the All-Star break doesn't mean you yeah. can't put him in the pen It doesn't later. run out. And, and, and what, what if he clicks? What if he clicks in July or something and we go, oh my God, thank God we didn't move him to the bullpen. And what if he doesn't? Who cares? Move into the bullpen. It's not like something you lose. It's it, there's no time limit on it. You can do it whenever. I would just let the guy keep going. It's not like he's been terrible. He hasn't been great as a starter, but I mean he's better than Pavetta and Kluber. 
So, and that's that's honestly maybe the next that's the next thing we got to get to because that's when we watched Tanner Houck and last start the other night he went what five innings four yeah. runs and it felt like the end of the world. Yeah, even though five innings four runs is not that terrible, but it's just that when you're getting horrible starts from Pavetta and Kluber two out of every five days, like a five inning four run start from Hauk feels like it yeah, drowns the expectation you. Is much different. if you can replace, right. But now with Pavetta going to the pen and like in our perfect world, like when Whitlock comes back and you've got six guys, maybe, maybe Kluber's not one of the five that makes it, then you've got five guys and maybe you can afford the occasional five inning four run start. Cause you're not getting six ERAs from Pavetta anymore, at, at least out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the other point, too. It is very situational. At this point in time, it probably makes the most sense to put Hauk in the bullpen. That being said, if Pavetta goes to the bullpen and somehow, some way, you trade or cut ties with Kluber, then yes, Hauk absolutely has to be that guy in the rotation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm going to be honest, I've been, like I said, I've been hooked to the bullpen for a while now. Sammy, I think you just won me over. Because <laughs> there's no... Like, it, there, but, like, you're absolutely right in the fact that, like, this is still the mid-Sox. This is still, like, the year of the unknown where you're just kind of hoping for development. And, yeah, like, I would say, like, after the All-Star game, like, that, like, I wouldn't... Now, in my head, like, that's not... That is my like point of, all right, now we can start thinking about whether we want to move Hulk back there or not. Because that is, like, I, like I had said, and like you had pointed out, I think he can develop into that whole starter position, that starting role. Um, so, yeah, like he does need those reps. I mean, all la- not all last year, but a majority of last year and, you know, 2021, we saw him take reps out of the bullpen and, we really haven't seen him undergo an entire season of just working out of that starting role. And this, this is the year to do it. And like, we have to keep remembering that, um, yeah, like this season can still be fun. This season can still be a competitive season, but I think like getting to that all-star game, that all-star weekend, like that is where we want to get by first as a team and then we can really we and then the team can really start making decisions yeah, on you know it, it, what that whole like starting rotation will look like what the bullpen's going to look like if they want to make that push cuz i i think they can be at the starting or at the all-star game and still like they could still be in last place but i think they could still be like x amount of like games out of the wild card or like in the wild card spot in that at that time like that's just how this AL East is set up to be yeah, right and, now. and it's not saying like, oh, this team isn't worth, like, they're, they're, they're not worth watching. They're not going to do anything. We're not saying that. It's just saying like, look, they, they, they're they kind of in a tough spot with the luxury tax. They're not going to be able to add much at the deadline if they do add anything. I doubt they go over. It's not like this is a year they're going for it. If they somehow go on a magical run, we'll all be psyched. But staying realistic, 
it's a year for progression for a lot of the young guys, figuring out who your guys are, Pablo Reyes, and just, you know, building for next year. <laughs> Not a pitcher. Not a pitcher. He could be. I shouldn't be laughing. He's, he, he did pitch. He, could he, be. he was last. He was two nights ago. Just because you do, it doesn't That's mean true. That he was are. a pitcher. He pitched. he pitched. Yeah. Brock Holt's a better pitcher. I'm going to be completely honest with you on that. The form, well, not the form was Brock not Holt's there. A, Brock Holt's one of the all-time greats. Like, why are you comparing him? To Gordo, uh, Gordo had true. to That's uh, a tough like standard to set. Poor Gordo had to sit next to me at Fenway uh, the other night when I was just going insane about my boy Pablo Reyes, who I absolutely adore. He's my favorite player of all time. Sammy, Sammy I, also owned some moron behind us huh. who was. What was he yelling? He was, at he was, he was like, yelling something at Casas, and it's the same night that the stupid people on ESPN asked him about his mom. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. It was just um, it was this uh, this drunk kid behind us was like flipping out at Casas, saying like you're, oh he's, he's like you're just Bobby another Dahlbeck. Bobby Dahlbeck. You're uh, a bum. Get off the field. Exactly, exactly like Bobby Dahlbeck. As someone who got to watch Bobby Dahl- Bobby Dahlbeck strike out today and was there. <laughs> Cassis is exactly like Bobby yeah, Dahlbeck. Yeah, oh my god. They both boy. play first base, bro. Uh, yeah, I was out on a date when I looked up at the TV and saw Pablo Reyes on the on the mound and I kind of like I, under my breath I MF'd whatever was <laughs> happening in that game and the day. Was like, huh? Me okay? You all right? No, I'm not all right. Pablo Reyes is on the mound. What do you Show think? Show some respect <laughs> for my boy. Who's Show who's some hitting, respect. Hey, look up at the TV. He's hitting What's his batting average right now? Hold on. I was pulling it up while you guys were at 421 for my boy, along Jeez. with sick defense and speed. How many plate what do you appearances? Have four RBIs tonight? How many plate appearances is How, that? What's the sample size? Oh, he's had a ton 20. of he's had 19 at that. But still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't talk bad about my my sweet, sweet boy. No, I mean a trend's a trend. It, as Rob wanted to point out about Ryan Brazier. Um, oh. a trend's a trend. He was trending in the right direction at the end of the <laughs> season. Um, I think he was third best uh, out of left-handed pitchers or facing left-handed batters uh, between September 6th and October yeah. 32nd. Yep. Um, he did yeah. that. So that's really good to see that he ended up working out that he was a good thing to keep around. Uh, to see Matt Barnes. I mean, Matt Barnes hadn't done really that well down in Miami, um, but he's doing something for Miami. He's still still on that roster in Miami. So maybe that would have been nice to still have with the Red Sox, even though he kind of left under weird terms and maybe he's not the best for the clubhouse. But I digress. Ryan Brazier is gone, baby. (laughs) How did it take us a half hour to touch on that. We I've haven't been, talked I've since been that. On that. I've been sitting on that I, so long. I R.I.P. to Ryan Brazier. No, that's mean. I, that's me. Uh, I got a guy lost his job. I got some, Let's just remember that. Um, but yeah, like it, I what happened? What did he know? What did he know? What what information did he have on Heim Plume? Like that just kept him around. Check the internet in a few days. Pat knows what's I have some, I have some beef to settle. <laughs> okay. Buddy me too. Can I can no. I name drop? No, I saw Coop's face. I might not feel to be name drop. Why go? What? Wait, Gary, this is Gary gonna be, this, this may this may be a PG thirteen to, to R rating. Pete Pete eight. Oh, feet boy. 
went on this ridiculous Twitter rant about, yeah, I saw oh, Sox fans are so disrespectful. Do you not remember 2018? He was so good, blah, blah, blah. No one denies that. I've, no one is out here saying, oh, God, like Ryan Brazier sucked in 2018 with his 1.51. No one is saying How that. many times we have I said what he did to Gary Sanchez years. was cool, okay? I It was that cool was telling sick. him to get back in the box. That was the best. <laughs> we his are best moment. five, five <laughs> years removed from 2018. <laughs> and, oh, my God, I'm Absolutely. so mad. Pete Abe is out here acting like – Acting like we just DFA Mariano <laughs> Rivera. I'm like, are you? Do you not watch? Have you not seen what this man has done to the Red Sox past three years? Oh, so disrespectful. He was so good. No one said he was not good in 2018. To get on your high horse and and respect the man and oh, this man lost his job. Good for you. The man sucked. He was so yeah. bad. He, he, he lost his and, – And people are celebrating that. He, I mean, he lost his job, but he also made $2 million this year. The other thing, too, is like – that's like defending, like, DFAing Pablo Sandoval. You're like, oh, this man has an eating problem. Leave him alone. Like, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It is insane. I got so mad reading that tweet the other day. I was ballistic. So, I – Coop, I think you're on mute doesn't matter whatever um <laughs> it was just more spouting off about the I, same thing that that i hated that tweet i, so I get it um I, I don't like like uh i mean i'm glad he's gone i don't like dislike him as a person i mean it just it's probably better for him too yes. like he's probably better off like uh, i know we've made this joke plenty of times but when tampa bay signs him and he has like a 1.3 and we're like oh my god we're all gonna their bullpen of Jake Diekman, Zach Littell, and Ryan Brazier closing out the World Series 7-8-9 is going to be Diekman just, Diekman just gave up a bomb, I think, yesterday or today. So that made me feel a little better. Like, the Rays are like humans. Like, they can't fix Jake Diekman, who looks like a, a sailor who's lost at sea when he's pitching. Like, where am I? Zach Littell struck out the side yesterday. Someone may or may not have had a conversation with Heim Bloom where he might have said, watch, Diekman's just going to become like the reason they go to the World Series um, just because he he understands how Tampa Bay works. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I That may or may not have been a conversation that happened. Um, who knows? Yeah. So he, like, he, he real, sees that too. Real quick, Sam, like what Sam was just saying, like maybe like, like it, it was mutually beneficial. Like for us, it's we got rid of an absolutely horrendous reliever. For Ryan Brazier, I mean, you can only <laughs> shit your pants in public so many times before it's embarrassing. Like it was probably to the point where he's like, "This is just, I feel disgusting. I want to leave." He, like it's probably he also has to take. We're gonna do more, like, just like what we did for Pivetta. We're doing like the therapy thing for him. I mean, the dude was like pitching in the Korean Baseball League before he won a world series like yeah the man had like the ultimate like player arch where he ended up doing like the thing that like every ball player really sets out to do and is win a world series so it's kind of like man if this is the end of the road like this is the end of the road like so many other players have not had this opportunity and it's kind of like yeah dude, like at some point you just have to yeah. tip your cap and just be like i suck like not all of us can dude, be rich and pitch until we're 50 years old he made a bunch of money. He won a World Series. Like he'll 
he'll probably get another shot this year somewhere and like maybe turn it around and like if he doesn't do it this year then like we'll see what happens because I mean I doubt we see teams going nuts for him next year if we see more of the same from him this year but hell I mean yeah hell of a journey like you said Coop like came back won a world series his first year back here pitched great that year and you know did some good things in 2021 and made a bunch of money in the process so like props to him like Good career, like a lot of most guys would kill to have the Ryan Brazier. Yeah, he made two million dollars this year. I'll never make two million dollars. It's great, good for him. And uh, don't count yourself out. You're doing incredible things for uh, one. Yeah, fighter. thank you. I get and I got a good arm. Free plug there. Free plug. I could uh, one championship close enough, but um, I could uh, I could fill the right. That's how role. much I know about ultimate fighting or mixed martial arts. Close enough. Um, yeah, I, I I think he's better off. I think every, I mean it could not have been pleasant for Ryan Brazier, like walking around Fenway with Red Sox fans. I bet he's been chirped a thousand times by, Hey buddy, you fucking stink out there. What happened in 2000? Get in the box. That was cool. It's, 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 it's a good thing that it's over. Why'd that sound like me? Why'd that sound like me? Your, uh, your Boston (laughs) accent imitation always sounds like the Italian Boston guys. I think I just, it always sounds New York. It does. It does. Uh, Yeah. It kind of, it goes a little too New York. That's something I, I never really thought of. Like, can you imagine Ryan Brazier just walking around Boston? Some of the horrendous things he must hear. He's just walking down the street. Well, him and him and his. I was going to say Mac, everyone yeah. recognizes walking him down too the because street. he walks like. That. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't think he's getting recognized. I. And if he does, I don't think anyone cares enough to say anything. Yeah. Like he's at that point of like irrelevancy with this team. Which is even yeah. mean. Like that's even more mean to say. Well, I mean, I like, think around Fenway, if I see him on the streets, it's like. I feel bad for him. I'm kind of like, oh man, like you're still walking around here. Like, just move out, go to the burbs. Like, no one wants you around here, man. Like, you're too old. Yeah, it's over. Go home. They told Brady he was too old. Yeah, and then he moved next to a country club that wouldn't <laughs> hey, even want if, him in there. If there's one athlete I would compare Ryan Brazier to, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> I've always said that, and I'm not just saying that because <laughs> of the looks. He might. <laughs> Listen, no one counted. No one thought he could do it. They all counted him out. They both had a chip on their shoulder. Maybe Brazier was also taken in the sixth round. I they don't both know. had good trends. Good trends on both of those guys. They were trending, man. They were trending. just like in synopsis. Like, thank you for 2018. You were useless beyond that, but thank you for 2021. He was all right. I saw. Yeah, he yeah. pitched five straight days, didn't he? And he pitched five five in a row after, and he got hit in the head with a line drive in the minors. He's had oh a hell of a journey. I forgot yeah, about that, was, that. That was Rob's biggest sympathetic moment with him because, like, he always talked about like the plate that he wore in his hat and everything. And I actually I saw Rob at the park the day that it happened, and we had like a full conversation. And it was just like this, where I waited to the end, and I pointed at him, and I was like, "Hey, I was right," and um. He was just kind of like, hey, man, like someone just lost their job. And like and like he pointed again to like the whole like wearing the plate on like his helm or his hat and like the fact that like he battled back from injuries and everything. So 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 Rob had a little P-Day moment himself. He didn't have a P-Day. I think it was just more of the fact that like I I didn't win that one. I'm not going to. Rob's not here to defend Look, his point because we, so we I won't say be, that I won that argument, but I think I won that argument. We can be appreciative for the good stuff that he did here, but also happy that it's mercifully come to an end for everyone. Yeah. Yes. It's like Absolutely. your Nana that had a whole lot of money. Like we're all mourning her, but God damn. Oh. God damn. We just yeah. got paid. Two million. 
And that payment, that payment is a roster spot in the bullpen. Um, any final notes before we close things out here? Celtics, the bad guys loss. We got spot. some optimism with roster. Movement. I got a cool, uh, a cool um, thing I heard about uh, my boy Pablo Reyes. Oh. I put it in our in our group. Uh, the rumor is Joey Cora of the Pirates, Alex Cora's oh, brother. I saw this. Yeah. yeah, apparently he like he's obviously aware the Red Sox were looking for middle infield help. His brother's the manager. And he kind of, I don't know how you put this, but he said to Alex, like, hey, check out Pablo Reyes. He's in AAA on uh, with Oakland. I guess he had one of those upwards mobility clauses. However, the Red Sox got him. And uh, here he is, best shortstop in Red Sox history. And uh, everyone's favorite player, my favorite player, probably starting the All-Star game uh, for the American League. So, yeah. And you want to see what Adam DeVall yeah. said today? June 9th, right? No. June 9th, what? Yankees. That's his, that's said, his return. Or he's, he's, shut up, yeah. is no, it? No, it's his target. His ideal his target. return. Should I, first um, day he's eligible to come I, off of the uh, IL, so that's why he picked that day. 60 day, yeah. I guess I'll use this opportunity to uh, also announce that on June 9th, I will also be available to play at Yankee Stadium. In, you doing the media? I'm doing the, the media, media game, baby. I'm back unless oh. this also gets rained out again. Um, so that's gonna be me and Adam oh. Duvall, one of a kind. So, do, you, do you hit lefty? Deal. I don't. I Damn. hit righty. I know that this. I know this lineup needs a lefty bat. I I can't. You help could hit there. lefty at Yankee Stadium. All you have to do is make contact, and it's gone. I think I could put one out righty. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta yank the hell out of it. But I, you, I think you said I it's at Yankee it. Stadium, right? It's gonna the opening. So the way that they do it, it's actually really cool. Um, really, like, yeah, it's gonna be cheesy. Honored to say that I get to like participate in it. Uh, but the Red Sox and the Yankee uh, beat and media, um, they do a media game for the opening series of the year and the closing series of the year, which always tend up end up being like alternating sites. So. Uh, opening series, Yankee Stadium, media game will be there June 9th. If you're there, let me know. Come say hi. Uh, maybe I'll put on a show for you. Maybe I'll try and get you in. I'd have to know ahead of time. Uh, and just let's act like we're friends, and I'll get you in. Um, but on the other note, Fenway will be the second one around. Oh, I'll be uh, there. Which is the difficult. That's the difficult one to get into for media. Everyone wants to play at Fenway Park. Uh, no one wants to play at Yankee Stadium. They don't want to play at the the house that the taxpayers built, or the house that Ruth built. The house that Judge just kind of moved into. He he's squatting. It's just squat is right. It's the house that Aaron Judge squatted rights to. That's Hideki Matsui's casa. Is it? Yeah. I wouldn't it technically he was, be he was the uh, World Series MVP the last time the Yankees won the World Series, which was 13 years ago. I think three presidents ago, and before like iPhones were popular, and uh, yeah, so it's been a long time for them. I missed you. When was the Yankee Stadium built? Nine. When was the new Yankee Stadium? Oh, nine was the first season. It, they were it's one the house one. Hideki built. It's Hideki the house that Hideki Matsu. built. Okay. Congrats to Hideki. <laughs> he deserves that. We should just force that, that so genuine. If we can get all that, was, that sounded like so really like congrats to Hideki. Congrats to Hideki. <laughs> he earned that. Um, if we can have everyone tweet out, it, yeah. If you're listening at this point, I know Zoid is. That dude's always listening. Hideki. Um, Who? Uh, Zoidberger. Oh yeah. What about him? 
you i'm sure that you guys have seen him lurking he listens all through everything so i'm just saying if you're listening right now go ahead and tweet at the bradfo show uh hashtag thank you hideki uh the house that hideki built <laughs> there we go i was gonna say the house that should hideki it be should built. it be the hashtag that or no it should just be could be hideki's house hideki's no, house. thank you hideki i love that what should we- Thank you, Hideki. Thank you, Hideki. Thank you, Hideki. I like thank no you, Hideki. Okay. And just use a pic- use a picture of Yankee Stadium. Just find like a stock image, like Yankee Stadium. It, it also like image. emphasizes how long it's been since the Yankees have won a World Series. So I love thank you, Hideki. It's great. Thank you, Hideki. Yeah. Coop, we gotta get we gotta get Nate to cook up a graphic where a Yankee Stadium, but the only retired number is fifty five. <laughs> it's the what is it legends park that they have out in center yeah, field. Dumb, yeah. it's the only the only headstone is just like hideki matsui oh i love the hideki segment this is great i'm losing it so tired <laughs> just like it's go. just like complete yankee erase like history erasure like we're not talking about mickey mantle anymore we're not talking about Derek cheater it's just like hideki all the time hey, you gotta have a black and white tv yeah. to watch oh. Very quickly, very, very quickly before we wrap up. Did you guys see Aaron Boone was asked his Mount Rushmore of Yankees? What the? I don't care. It was horrendous. Oh, I didn't he even had see it. A-Rod yeah. and Judge on it with no mantle, yep. no bearer. No, that's, no I, this is my new favorite list. He should list. put himself on there. I love Aaron Boone. I'm so happy he hit that home He's, run in 2003. It has parlayed into so much Yankees pain, and they didn't even get a title out of that. Yeah, no, I yep. no, I'm gonna let I'm gonna tweet out that like Aaron Boone has the ideal Yankee list now. This is it right here. His his four man Yankee Mount Rushmore. Ruth, Gehrig, Judge, Jeter. He's missing Johnny Damon on that list. So there's no Mariano? Jacoby no Ellsbury? Mando, DiMaggio? Steven Drew. Steven Drew? Hideki? Whoa. Whoa. No, dude. Steve oh Pierce? That was weird. That, that was, was weird. Really weird. Steve Pierce. People forget he was the Yankee. Kevin Euclid. Franchi Cordero. David Wells. <laughs> no, that was great. That was a good that that felt really good how all the Yankees fans fell for the exact same Franchi thing that yeah. we fell for two times. Where it was like, this guy's huge. He's athletic and he hits tanks. There's no way he's gonna slow down and fall off a cliff. And then he slows down and falls off a cliff. Beautiful. Mm. He's just got to go around the AL East doing that now. Yeah. He's got to do the Blue Jays and it's the like Rays. He'll and he'll probably end up with the Rays. Uh, do the Orioles count? Oh my god! Orioles yeah, they count. count. Yeah, they count. Yeah, he's with the Orioles. He, he played for the Orioles, but yeah. he never he made it to a regular season game. Yeah, that's all right. He was with the Orioles. He's no Hideki. Right. Yeah, not a Hideki yeah. guy. If it shows sure, up on his contract, he's he's an Oriole. Any final notes? We that was a that was a long final note there. Thank and you, Hideki. Now, yeah. That's my final. Thank note. you, Hideki. Hideki. The house that I mean, Hideki yeah. built. Good, good the, weekend series against Xander Bogarts and the ice cold San Diego Padres. Oh wait, one thing we didn't mention: yeah. James Paxton. He looked great. Dog. Oh, that's dog. right. Yeah. Big yeah. Pax. Pax attack. He looks like what? 2018 himself again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. Cross yeah. the fingers. Dog, we need that. Pack. We need that right now. Forgot that, that he it. could look like that. It was awesome. Big Maple I was at a, showed up. All the sweetness. He's from Canada. I was at uh the Zach I was at the Zach Bryan concert of in course. line to get yeah, a drink. Okay, so, and I look up on the thing and, like, and I was and I was like, Oh my god, I was like, I forgot Pax is pitching. 
look up dude yeah. at 97 will you like, denounce morgan the wallen the right hell? now sir sir i don't denounce morgan wallen i'm not a morgan wallen guy so I'll okay cool all right on that note, i'm also not a morgan wallen guy all right yep yeah. admittedly that is Sammy? never even heard of it. no okay so this is the this is an anti-morgan wallen uh podcast sign me up i'm making and that pro hideki uh brad folk you know Brad Fogel overrule that if he has Morgan Wall. The house on, that Hideki built. Yeah. All right. Absolute chaos to end <laughs> this episode. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys, what, Monday, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. All right. In, in the meantime, go Sox. Go Sox. Thank, Thank you, Hideki. Hideki. McFarlane. <laughs>